Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Welcome in to the CHGO Bears podcast. That's right. We do not take days off at CHGO Bears. It feels like a holiday. I'm already jumping in. Uh, I'm taking tomorrow off. Uh, well, do, oh, can you let me yep. can you let me finish the sentence and say I am also lying to you because of course tomorrow on the 4th we will be taking the day off. But there's a lot of people not working on the third CHGO mm-hmm. Bears right here for you with a live show. True, the mansion is off in mansion land, probably doing mansion-esque things. And uh, Greg Braggs is still recovering from his fireworks escapade. So, um, wow, the mansion for checking in, checking in the mansion. <laughs> Late, not Hoag's fault today. For those of you listening in the audio space, got that mansion. I remember when you told me the audio space doesn't see the chats. Adam Hoag is live somewhere watching the show, which I got to be honest. That means his vacation is not going as according to plan because watching us right now, although very relaxing on a 4th of July weekend, I thought the mansion would be doing something. Gary Ross is here. Let's rock and roll. Nick, how are you, buddy? Let me let you speak. I'll, I'll, I'll shut up. Hi, Cassie. How are you? I love seeing everybody on the, on the third. This is a, it may, it, it's warming the cockles of my heart. How? <laughs> yes. I'm great, Mark. It's awesome seeing everyone kind of hang out on this July 3rd before everyone goes on to their festivities and, Anytime you can get an Adam Hogue on some beach somewhere in Minnesota tuning in, I think that's a win for us. We won before we even got into any of our Bears content today. Well, Hogue has, for the record, he has video evidence of me at the Dave Matthews Band that I don't necessarily need out there. Uh, Hogue also now saying, already played 18 today. Great morning. Don't miss you. <laughs> I believe everything about that. Yes. Uh, yep. that, that is, uh, it feels inc- incredibly accurate. Uh, but I was at Dave Matthews Thursday night up in, in Milwaukee, and, and um, perhaps it had um, one too many somethings, and uh, or actually a perfect amount of somethings. And I was really, when they did the Beatles, I want you, I want you so bad. <laughs> I, I I was I, I Nick I was grooving I was there I was feeling it I, the eyes were closed and uh, I was in another land and I really enjoyed it so just just to let you know I I enjoyed my weekend I hope you did too yeah no for sure uh, is there any video evidence of that Mark you maybe keep that to yourself maybe but I I think that yeah. would be uh, lovely to see at some point. <laughs> 
There is. I, I may. Um, I, I will uh, perhaps send it to Lawrence before the end of the show as a as a kicker here. We have a lot to cover. There's a new rule change that you want to talk about here, Nick. Matt Eberflus is on a little bit of blast from CBS Sports and their coaching rankings, which we'll uh, touch on. And then I do have a free agent that I've got my eye on as well that I was excited about when I started to do the research this morning. And then by the end of it, I was like, eh. <laughs> I don't know. I think we might have to pass, but we'll get to that. But why don't you wanted to talk about rule change 7.6 B4964, which is number 12 in your book. So let, let me let me seed the uh, the floor, if you will, Le- lead us to the promised land of why this was something that uh, was on your mind this morning. Yeah, so uh, what Mark is talking about here is proposal number 12, amend rule 8, section 7, article 4, handing the ball forward. And I want to bring this up today, you guys, because I saw some Bears fans, I wouldn't say freaking out about it, but kind of a little bit concerned of how this can impact the Bears and the RPO game. And the rule is as follows, handing the ball forward, no player may hand the ball forward except to an eligible receiver who is behind the line of scrimmage the penalty for doing so for handing ball for beyond the line of scrimmage or into an ineligible receiver behind the line of scrimmage loss of down and five yards from the spot of the foul now this so what is, is yes please so basically um i think that there, how you read this rule there's a very important part of it that i think some people are kind of overlooking here but it's not going to really impact the bears or teams that love to use the rpo but it's the last part of it. If they break this rule and they're not behind the line of scrimmage, then that's where this rule will come to effect. So if you're running an RPO, Mark, uh, Justin Fields is going to be behind the line of scrimmage. Khalil Herbert, Deontay Foreman. So that mesh point, they're not going to get penal- penalized if Deontay Foreman is maybe a yard ahead of when Justin Fields maybe will let go of the ball and have the, the running back run with it. Where I could see this maybe being an issue, like where this can actually impact – maybe sometimes is where if you're running like a speed option out to the right side, just fields running with the ball, Herbert's uh, the pitch man. And then once a defender commits to fields, he'll hand the ball up and that's forward. Then that could be an issue. But really I think that's the most important part about it. Cause I saw Doug in the comments earlier before even the show started. Well, are they going to make this a penalty if he hands off the ball? No, because if you do it behind the line of scrimmage, it's eligible. So for there was a thread on Twitter. I think it got deleted because I think whoever initially created it was like, oh, wait, maybe this is not big of an issue. But that's not going to be an issue for the Bears and how they run their offense and how they are going to hand the ball off and use Justin Fields as, as a piece in the run game. So all this um, confusion, it, I think it's a little if you just look at the last sentence beyond the behind the line of scrimmage it really clears up the air of how this will really not impact what the bears like to do. Um, and there are some stats to kind of follow here real quickly, Mark, before I let you jump in, but the bears love to use their RPO game. They, they had 110 RPOs in 2022 uh, that ranked tied for 14th in the NFL. The league average is 107 uh, Panthers and Packers ran the most with 220 Raiders for the fewest with 16 uh, shout out to David for sending me those snaps from, from stats from PFF. But when you look at how this rule, this new one that's going to be in place in 2023, it's not going to really impact how the Bears run their offense and what they like to do. So I'm totally with RM, by the way, in the chat. There's just what the NFL needed, more convoluted rules. And maybe this is not as convoluted. I saw Doug was confused by it. I'm still confused by it a little bit after hearing you say it. But I think if we're going to put this in layman football terms, if Justin Fields is in front of 
if he's crossed the line of scrimmage, let me say it like that. He cannot hand the ball off to a running back past the line of scrimmage. That's what this means. Correct. Yeah, basically. And you're not going to see a lot of plays like that. That's so that, right. And so that never happens. And so our offense is fine and we're about to win the Super Bowl. Correct. Uh, I mean, if you connect the dots there, Mark, I mean, we're, we're going in the right direction for sure. Okay. So, but you woke up this morning and you, you, you were, you had some level of concern and wanted to discuss this. So, um, was it, are you in a different spot right now at 1208 after, uh, Nicholas Moriano got up and worked out at bears fit and dominated the world. Do you feel more, uh, complete that this is not a big deal for the bears at this point than you did early this morning? Yeah, I think the I think my concern was that people were concerned about this. So I wanted to just just clear the air here with this new rule, how it's going to not impact everybody. But it's uh, it's obviously the Bears love using those RPOs. And that's where people in that initial thread that was now since been deleted, um, were kind of confused about like, how is Justin Fields going to get penalized? He's not. He's not. It's it's all good. The Bears are still going to run their offense, and I think the Bears are going to use utilize a lot of those RPOs. Um, wrote an article for All CHO last week that Justin Fields still needs to be a part of this run game. The RPO is a way to utilize him while also giving him the option to obviously pass or keep it himself if um, the defense kind of you know how the defense is playing. But I think this is going to be something that will not impact the Bears' offense. And for people that were concerned on that, was it Sunday night? Clear the air here. Bears game about just okay. Practice. So so I got it. Nick is here to provide comfort for you, the Bear fan, on this July third. That do not worry, Justin Fields and the Bears are not going to be getting penalized for handing the football off like they're going to do a whole lot this year. Mm-hmm. All right, perfect. Okay, all right, got it. Done and done. All right, should we talk about the head coach for a second? What do you think? Is that exciting? yeah, like. I mean, it was an interesting position that uh, CBS Sports had him in. Uh, what you said in our our, our Slack channel there, Mark. <laughs> CBS Sports comes out today. All right, and uh, and here it is on the screen: head coaching rankings. Andy Reid is number one, and as you can see on the headline on YouTube, John Harbaugh has cracked the top ten. But the Fluce is bringing up the rear. Bottom of the barrel in the NFL, Matt Eberflus of your Chicago Bears. And as they, you know, write it here, uh, it's it's not all Eberflus's fault. Uh, He debuted with a stripped-down roster. But if you're gonna, and as I put on my glass here, be a defensive head head coach in today's NFL, you prefer not to shepherd one of the league's worst units on that side of the ball. A big leap from quarterback Justin Fields would help. All right. Okay, CBS NFL. (laughs) uh, Number one, um, you know, I I don't like to... uh, go at anybody in 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 the media space because we're all you know blind squirrels trying to find a nut trying to make a living and all opinions are welcome here but just to quibble with you um i don't so 31 is jonathan gannon first year with arizona first ever as a head coach 
You want Jonathan Gannon over the flus? I don't know what you're basing that on. Josh McDaniels, has he not been a nightmare everywhere he's gone? You feel comfortable mm-hmm. with Josh McDaniels? I mean, uh, let, let's keep on going, uh, and I'll, ju- I'll jump ahead in their rankings. Do we, do we re- are we really saying that D'Amico Ryans is instantly better than the flus? Do we, how, do, how do you base that? Shane Steichen of the Colts is better than the flus? All these first-year head coaches who've never been head coaches are, are better than the flus. And then, you know, if I want to go like history, guys, would I rather have number 19 Mike McCarthy or Matt Eberflus? I'm taking the flus, man. I, 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 what, what has Mike McCarthy proven since he's left Green Bay? Absolutely damn-ass nothing. So I, I got it that, um, you know, Matt Eberflus hasn't proved anything yet. But I'm looking for a little nuance here, man, and I'm also looking to defend my guy. And and yes, I'm not exactly sure. Nobody is what what the flus is. But damn it, CBS Sports, you are not going to put the flus 32nd and get away with it on CHGO Bears. We will fight back on that. That is unfair. The flus didn't do anything wrong last year. He created a culture that hits principles in place. The Bears played hard. The locker room was awesome. He did everything he possibly could with that roster, and he made the smart decision of not playing Justin Fields last week of the season. Bears got the number one overall pick. Bears, Flus. I, mean, I ain't putting him last in the NFL. I don't think it's fair. Yeah, Mark. And look, not to pick apart like what they wrote about Flus, but they said they shouldn't give him. He shouldn't take the blame, but he also should take the blame. It's like a contradiction. It's like a starburst, solid but juicy. And, you know, you get both sides of this. So you never heard that one, Mark? They used to run commercials all the time about the starburst. The, the it's like a, a contradiction it's solid yeah we might, need, we, we might need a little bit of lawrence here but i don't know where the burst is in the starburst there's no juice that flows it's just a nasty <laughs> disgusting nasty. Yeah. i'm out on starburst but yeah like i mean i enjoy i want starburst i don't know it's a it's an amazing reference by moriano love the reference but i can yeah, good, re- good, 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 good yeah. reference nick that's true but i mean I don't know Not how a they Starburst got. Starburst guy, okay. I mean, the, the pink Starburst is good. I'll give it up. I, I I can appreciate. I just don't like when I eat this. Oh, maybe it's Sour Patch Kids. They're uh, sweet and sour. Is that what it is? Maybe I just butchered all. It's a candy. Wow. I think you That's got it right. Job. I have no idea. I, I'm looking up Starburst contradiction right here. I don't know. Well, that's that's what the explanation was. I sorry, I butchered it, but the wrong candy. Love Sour Patches though. But. Yeah. I think with Flus, would you have liked to have seen the defense play better under a guy that was known as, you know, being a defensive guy in Indy? Of course. Of course you would have liked to see that. Of course you didn't want to see him be historically bad in the run game, be ineligible, trying to get to the opposing quarterback and, you know, not be able to make a stop when it really counted. No duh. But there I think now Flus is in a much better position. Still needs some, a couple of guys on defense to show what he and Alan Williams are capable of. And to what you were saying earlier, Mark, how you can put some of these first-year head coaches above him. What do you exactly what you said? What are you basing that on? And I know he only won three games in his first year, but we all expect that number to jump up this season. Like the Cardinals can be easily the worst team in the league this this upcoming season. Now beyond Gannon and, you know, whatever's going on in Arizona. So not quite in agreement there with CBS and how they kind of base their rankings. I, I mean, I, I would have written it like this. Matt Eberflus did absolutely nothing in his first year to either A, distinguish himself and or B, knock himself down to somebody who's incapable of being a head coach in the NFL. Eberflus did create a culture in Chicago and the feelings in that locker room uh, by uh, by 100% 
account from uh, have, have dramatically changed from the Nagy pace era and the Bears actually seem like they're headed in the right direction with a young core and a quarterback that is finally being put in a position to win. Uh, this, the year started slow with Justin Fields. This will be a longer writing than what CBS put. The year started slower with Justin Fields, but in the middle of the season, the quarterback that they absolutely had to unlock showed signs of being the dominant player in the NFL. The Bears are absolutely hoping that he would be. Um, running the football like we've never seen in the NFL with the exception of Lamar Jackson. Fields also looks like he's going to be more durable than Lamar uh, considering his size and strength and his ability to bowl would-be tacklers over. So throw that in the pot and smoke it. As for the defense, which you would have expected from Matt Eberflus to be a whole lot better, you can simply look at that defense and wonder how in the world could you ever uh, expect to succeed when you cannot get to the quarterback. Eberflus, once they traded their best player, Roquan Smith, his defense did unlock an undrafted free agent by the name of Jack Sanborn, a.k.a. the Sand God, who's making names around Chicago like you would not believe. Eberflus uh, is, is on a path to where the Bears might actually have a head coach that that might not be at the top of the NFL food chain, but very much will be comfortably in the middle, which is exactly what the Bears were looking for when they made the hire. Sincerely at the car. That was very well said, Mark. Uh, we are. That's a clip. That's a clip. That's what that is. But you know what? Just to add to your point here, too, like the mini buy that maybe Luke Getze gets a lot of credit for after the Bears kind of structure their offense to be more get fields on the move. It's going to help him in the pass and the run. That's also going to be on Fluce, too. Like he's in all those offensive rooms as well. So it's not just you can't give all the credit to Luke Getze, Andrew Janoko, and everybody on that side because the head coach is just as much as involved in all that stuff, how to put his quarterback in the best position possible. So adjustments, that was something that I think you could put on the plus side for Eberflus, especially in the middle of the season when the Bears are scoring 28 points a game for that, that month stretch. So that's also another thing that I don't think was taken into account with how Flus was able to get the most of what out, out of what he had, which wasn't much at the time. Uh, and by the way, the, the the comment right before the current one and snowball appreciate what you're saying here too who cares what cbs thinks last year was not at all flu's for and karma has a point so the way snowball's writing that's like the first time he thinks i've ever had a point but i'm with you snowball uh what have D'Amico or other new coaches done to get a higher ranking that is not this is nonsense right um and look to what you're just saying there nick the flu's showed a willingness a want to be involved in all parts of the operation, like you would want a head coach to be. And he also empowered his defensive coordinator and his offensive coordinator to do their jobs and did not overrun them. So, you know, I mean, do we want to go back to the Nagy era? No offense, Nagy, if you're you're in there, but one day he's the offensive coordinator, the next day he's not, then he is, then he's get, you know, he, he, he we didn't have any of that last year. I mean, there could have been conversation when the defense was struggling. Uh, Eberflus is hinting he may take over for, you know, and, and start calling the plays for Allen. He didn't do that. He's not doing that. Um, and, and Nagy, you're funny with the what's an adjustment uh, <laughs> uh, in the chat. That's that's my guy. Um, I'm, I'm very excited, by the way, that, that Nagy I, and me are, 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 are officially Twitter friends. Um, yeah. So look, I just, uh, I, you know, I, I, let's defend the Fluce's honor here, man. Fluce is, is done fine. Fluce can be better. I do look at it too. Like, you know, if we're going to be harsh about this, 
there are a lot of awful good NFL coaches, man. And they got Andy Reid one, Kyle Shanahan two, Bill Belichick three, Sean McVay four. Um, John Harbaugh was ranked fifth. Tomlin's Mike Tomlin put six. I would dispute that highly. That's way too low for Tomlin. Sean McDermott seven, Sean Payton eighth, Pete Carroll. I, I know we all know the names here, but it's like, man, Doug Peterson did a great job with the Jaguars. They put him 10th. Mm-hmm. Um, they got LaFleur 11th. Nick Sirianni is 12. I mean, to, to actually have an upper level head coach in the NFL, you gotta be pretty damn as good. A lot of good coaches out there, man. So no doubt. I, Nick Sirianni was 12th on that list too. Yep. Obviously the, the Eagles are just in the Super Bowl. That's uh, I mean, right. th- th- that goes to show like what this, um, the hierarchy of, of coaches, who's at the top and what you need to do to be, con- I think the biggest thing is consistency. That's why I see Andy Reid, Bill Belichick. They do it year in, year out. Their teams are always going to be competitive. Look, Flus hasn't obviously had the opportunity to do that. It was his first year last year. And it's a big year to show what he can do with a improved roster on both sides of the ball. So we'll see where, where Flus can take this Bears team and under his leadership with, you know, the, the coaches that he trusts on his staff, what they can do now that they have an improved roster with, you know, quarterback going to his third year. Lawrence, did you get the video I sent or um or not? I just and and if you did, I'm just curious if you think that's suitable. Hold okay. On. What are we talking about here? It, it's it's in uh it should oh. be in Bears. Yeah. yeah so I I'll, I'll look at that maybe for like end of the show. It's only Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know I just yeah, wanted to know that you it, had yeah. it and I want you to review it if you think it is suitable for air and if you don't think so, I'm completely fine with okay. not playing it, but just wanted to have that conversation. So thank you so much. I appreciate that cuz uh I have sometimes Lawrence has better um um decisions with these things than I do and this one would be protecting me if we don't play it so there's that uh get fitted out in the best sports gear around hoodies shoes signs bobbleheads and everything in between it's spring and baseball season uh yeah I was at Wrigley Field on Friday night there was a three-hour delay and the Cubs didn't score. That was awesome. Uh, you, it is baseball season, though, so there's the Aloha shirts, there's straw hats, there's polos, there's bags, there's everything you need uh, for a game. And, yes, when we are in studio, our set decorations, Focos donated some of those awesome pieces that you see. Of course, we're remote today, uh, but Foco does an awesome job helping us out, looking good. Check out foco.com or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use that promo code CHGO for 10% off. And after you check out Foco, you have to check out Shady Rays, you guys. You can take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades and affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn here at CHGO. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And what's awesome, if you lose or break your shades, even on day one, Tulsa will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is going to give you the best deal of the season Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code CHGO for 50% off two or more polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shade, the shades are rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Over 250,000 people, Shady Rays. All right. Let us, let us talk about what happened this weekend. Nick, did you come down to the city for NASCAR? I did not. Nope. Nick, did you? Did, you, did you even think about coming down to the city for NASCAR? 
No, I'm going to be completely honest here, Mark. I did not. Nick, did you think it was a good idea that the city of Chicago hosted a NASCAR event right in the middle of the downtown streets of the beautiful Michigan Avenue and upset traffic and bring in people from all over the world to enjoy NASCAR? Um, yeah, I could care less, honestly, Mark. Okay, so I, 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 for the record, was against it, but I have okay. a, I have, I have a firsthand account from somebody who went uh, that I'm going to read, and I think it was an actually a, a very outstanding job by a friend of mine who's also a listener to the show. We'll get to that in a second. But Lawrence, do we have the gentleman start your engines, Justin Fields announcement? I don't know if everybody has seen this, uh, but but Justin was there. He was the guy. He got the honor, and 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 this is 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 how it sounded. Of Chicago, drivers, start your engines. Of Chicago, drivers, start your engines. So, <laughs> I don't want to go at QB one, and QB one is QB chill. Uh, but he gave it his all. What's up, Chicago? Drivers, start your engines. Like, he's just not a hype guy. That's not that's not his role. That's not that that like that we like. I don't know who we should have busted out there, but I don't know, Nick. I I I think I I, I wanted I, I I somehow I wanted a little bit more from QB1. This is a QB1 failure here, chat. I don't know if you guys feeling this, but QB1 came up a little bit lame with the, with the start of your engines. It, and then he just dropped the mic and said nothing. Come on, QB1. We, 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 this is, uh, I mean, right. Bragg's in the stands. Back <laughs> apparently made it back from his, uh, his big party Friday night at, at the fireworks. Terrible. Now I'm concerned for camp. I don't know if that's sarcasm or not, but I'm assuming he's being serious. Gary Ross could have been more enthusiastic. The, he didn't want to be there. Bad job by QB1, right? It was oh, look, it, it lacked energy, no doubt. But I think Lawrence brought up a pretty good point before we went live today, saying, like, how long was Fields actually there for? Because it got delayed, it was raining, he's there, and then that moment happens. And he just didn't, he wasn't, he didn't reach his uh, you know, that level of energy that you usually see when that, you know, start your engines gets said. But I'm going to push back on, like, when there are videos sent out about him with his teammates, he's obviously got something, the message already in his head, well, how he's going to articulate it to his teammates. It sounds a lot better than that. There, I think there was a one pregame speech that he had before the Atlanta Falcons game, like going back home to play in Georgia for the Falcons. That one, I think, sticks out to me in terms of what a field's hype speech can sound like. And look, it's NASCAR. Like I was saying, like, I – could care less. Maybe that's what Fields thinks about it, but it didn't. It didn't match the energy that we that you usually see when someone says that moment for sure. And Cassie's bringing up a great point. He was nervous, Carm. Did you see the video of him practicing? And he was. But that's the thing. Like Cassie, he's this QB one. This is a nothing thing. You own this. You don't need to practice. Start your damn ass engines now. For the record. If they had asked me to do it, my energy level would not have been super high. It would have been, gentlemen, get the hell out of our city. Not for the NASCAR <laughs> rooting up my neighborhood. So, uh, you know, uh, and, and, and you know, Bragg's is now underlining, um, you know, the, 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 the rain fatigue. And also, uh, to your point, he, he does have his moments where I think, you know, listen, he's a leader in that locker room. They, res they respect the fields thing. Um, 
but let me let me read you this this because i was you know in my friend group here was kind of you know just asking how pe- the people that went if they enjoyed it or not and then i get this text and i it, can we it's a it's a kumbaya moment for you right now everybody so here we go after the rain stopped the people and atmosphere was inspired everyone was in a great mood now he's projecting there because he was in a great mood but um, perhaps everyone maybe it seemed like everyone was in a great mood happy to be there decked out in nascar gear yelling in joy at the cars whizzing by and exclaiming in excitement at the crashes the sun was setting the skies were clear the skyline was majestic can you believe this is a real tweet by the way i'm not i am not kidding you and to be a part of something new this is where this is where my guy Brian goes into it. And to be a part of something new and innovative in my neighborhood, lives in the South Loop, where I lived for nine years, was for sure a highlight. I was proud to have Chicago's finest attributes. I'm getting emotional. Our sports, food, the lake, our parks, and our innovative grit on display for the national NASCAR crowd watching on NBC. In a moment when Chicago is a political football and all of our problems are exaggerated for cheap political points, last night was a strong counter counter argument. Last night showed why Chicago was a great city and it invited all to partake in our wonder. One of my friends explained, wow, you get Taylor Swift and NASCAR. And this is his writing, so I'm just going to continue. My conservative downstate nephew who attended texted me nonstop his highlights of the race and also enthusiasm about his dinner last night at the Gage, which is on Michigan Avenue, where he sat and his friend sat at a table next to Kyle Bush and breakfast this morning at Wildberry, a breakfast that left him immovable in pleasure. Anyone who roots against this sort of courageous innovation and expansive welcome is small-minded. Our city's broad shoulders got to be witnessed and adored by more people last night, and I'm all for it. I got some feels with this one. That's right, baby. Chicago was on display for for a lot of people who uh, perhaps don't, you know, know the city, speak well of the city, don't understand the city, uh, if we're being honest about it. Um, And, uh, hey, that's a good thing. You know, not that we have anything to defend for the record. Uh, world's a crazy place, but I, I, I do, I did like that text. I'll just say that. So, so go NASCAR. I'm not saying we need to bring it back, but uh, <laughs> I, I think there were some wins had this weekend. That's, that's my point. For sure, I think there, and we even had a really good tweet from our CHGO Sports account that showed, you know, the race, and you see the the Chicago skyline in the background, and it's a, it's an amazing just image and video when you're seeing the cars racing down but also the beautiful skyline in the back. Uh, I also did see that, like like any sporting event, uh, prices are going to be inflated to the max. They had a Goose Island. Love the Goose Island. Uh, you want a six-pack of beer? It's $69 for a six-pack of beer. I mean, crazy stuff here, but it was it was different. It didn't invite a completely different hey, hold audience. On. That's $10 a beer. Still, you're you're paying like 15 at Wrigley. Like uh, that's no. actually not a big deal. That's it's, it's mean, a, that's eleven dollars and fifty cents a beer. Sixty nine times six. Oh, I thought it was, I thought I thought I heard sixty. No, sixty nine. Didn't he say sixty nine? Sixty nine. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> but for a goose, uh, but to Lawrence's point, eleven fifty for a goose. There, it's thirteen at Wrigley. So that's, that's yeah, that's very true. But uh, it, it, per beer. 
That is nine fifty for a six pack. Save your money when you can. Uh, but it was it was I think for people who had never been introduced to NASCAR and that that's me still. I didn't like I said I did not attend or go. Um, it was a nice introduction and seeing something completely different in you know the down the streets of Chicago. So I think that is something that it did have its wins, but like you, Mark, if it comes back, still don't know if I'll attend. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I got it. And uh, listen, I've been to the Speedway and, uh, and, and as a vendor back in the day, and used to sell beer out there. And beer wasn't cheap back then; it's a lot more money now. Uh, and I would, ex- I experienced things uh, at that particular event each year that I did not experience at any other sporting event. Um, but I'll leave it at that. But uh, uh, it sounds like this one was a win for, for those that went. And, um, you know, as far and for the record, I mean, I, I, you know, I live in the South loop. I did, I was not really inconvenienced at all. If if for, you know, it was a little, it was a little extra, but you know, I, for all the terror that I was having about what this was going to be, it really actually didn't turn out to be much. So city of Chicago, congratulations. Well done. Um, all right. We'll get this. There's other some other Bears news with Fields coming up that um, I I'm actually excited to uh, see and speak of. I know everybody else is too, and um, we also have my 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 free agent eyes, which we're going to do a lot of coming on her because we know at some point here the Bears are going to add some help. I think I think we can all feel comfortable about that. Um, but it hasn't happened yet, so I, I'm just I'm, I'm spending my downtime just deep doing deep dives on who's available. Uh, but what's also available is some Goose Island beer for you this holiday weekend. CHGO is supported by the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. The beer roster is dynamic. The Goose IPA, the Tropical Beer Hug, the 312 Weed Ale, the Full Pocket Pills, uh, everyday beer is that Full Pocket Pills. What the brewers are drinking, uh, I'm been downing myself some 312 wheat ale grab an ultra fresh brewery exclusive beers at goose island's original brew house on clybourne avenue in lincoln park or head on over to their tap room on fulton street in west town great location love them both goose island beer company that would be chicago's beer gotta love the goose and i'm sure i'll be drinking some later today when i go hang out with some family if you're going to see your family, you got to tell them about the Common Energy Efficiency Program, everybody, which is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. You damn right, Nick. Comet offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across the territory. Comet also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Mark, how does all of that exactly work? Nick, you should know this by now, but let me remind you, an authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. It can be done in person or virtually, and it does last about two hours. Within three or four weeks, customers get a free report detailing energy efficiency projects they can start working on immediately. And in each recommendation, it does include your savings, your the energy savings, your cost savings, your project costs, potential incentives and the simple payback if you do own a business do not wait get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips lighting incentives or to schedule your free facility assessment go to comed.com slash powering biz 
And I know I heard it right, Mark, but I need to hear you say it again. And was that comed.com slash powering biz? You bet your sweet bippy, Nick. Comed.com slash powering biz. Schedule it today. And as everyone knows, we just talked about ComEd, but the CHGO Bears offseason coverage is brought to you by the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. You can learn more at comed.com slash powering biz. Okay. Let us go to the main South Hawks football team. And can we get this tweet up here, Lawrence, of uh, Justin Fields, Cole Komet, DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney going to Maine South and just getting it going, man. There's ripped QB1 with the shirt off, getting it done. There's ripped Darnell Mooney. I mean, come on now. We're, we are we are looking we are looking real. We are looking excited. We are looking like uh, yeah, this is a it's a good scene here. That uh, I mean, there is one guy that's missing, Chase Claypool. But there was some good news on Claypool that we'll get to a second. I don't know, man. Mooney looks healthy to me, ready to go. Good to see that he's uh, getting back on that field. I thought that's that's obviously the highlight of this tweet. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I also give a shout out to Darnell Mooney's cleats. He's wearing the Jordan 1 Vapor Edge cleats. And I actually almost <laughs> bought those for no reason. I would have bought those, but they are just a really good pair, uh, pair uh, cleats there. But yeah, the good thing is that Darnell Mooney's out there and he looks jacked. Like he looks a lot bigger than he was looking last season. And it's good that he's getting that, that chemistry, that camaraderie with his guys. And you're almost seeing what the, you know, the top targets out there minus, minus Chase Claypool right now. But I think that's, obviously encouraging as we're kind of looking at you know the top playmakers are out there putting putting the work out on you know at main south and real quickly main south always whooped our ass at walking like every <laughs> single year every single year we played them it was a it was an ass whooping but it's good to see that the bears are getting some some work done on that field too i mean can you imagine if your main south and fields calls you up hey guys or the trainers whatever it's uh, hey can we use your field we got a couple of bears who want to come out there and then all of a sudden you got main south football players perhaps hanging around and or getting word that justin fields and darnell mooney are on their field getting stuff done that's awesome uh Trivia question, not a trivia question as we focus in on, I mean, Mooney, dude, I don't know how much is, you know, if you're watching live on YouTube right now, I mean, we got, he is ripped shirts off, chest is huge. Arms are huge. Shoulders look like, I mean, I, Jesus, is that, uh, <laughs> is that 10 pounds of muscle right there? He did not look like that. I don't know how much he's no. completely flexing and whatever's going on there, but that is, that is a dude that is on another level. That's a guy that I think uh, has a lot to prove uh, this, you know, this upcoming season, 2023. And, you know, as long as he can still move as fast as he does with all that muscle mass now on him, I think you have a, a new and improved Darnell Mooney, but he, like Gary Ross, he's, he's a DK Metcalf now, a big, a, a smaller version of that guy. And so I think that's a good thing. Hopefully that, you know, also helps him, you know, stay healthy on the field. He's going to take some shots if he's playing more in the middle of the field in that slot position. You're going to be susceptible to some hits and having some more muscle mass can, you know, definitely help you in the long run. I, uh, and Gary's also making another point. It would be cool to see, by the way, video of him sprinting all around and cutting hard and looking healthy, which we do not have. Um, but that's obviously the hope. And if he's practicing with them, then then this is a bottom line good sign. Uh, trivia question or prediction. Let me try that again. Who will end up being 
the Bears' number two wide receiver this year. Is everybody, because of that picture and because of his history with Justin Fields and having one season over 1,000 yards, is everybody anticipating that Mooney will be that guy? Or do we think that Chase will somehow, some way, find his way and be that dude? Or is anybody willing to go wild card? Don't believe that Mooney's going to be healthy, and I'm going to pick, I don't know, Tyler Scott, EQ, Dante Pettis, those would be your choices right now. Uh, I mean, it seems like an obvious choice that it's Mooney, but I, but, but I'm also, you know, there's, there's, there is that Mooney health concern. Yeah. And if we're saying that Mooney is going to be healthy and start week one, I think the logical answer is to go to Darnell Mooney. Um, Just again, given that he's got more chemistry than Chase Claypool has with him, he's put up some yards in this, in the league before. And, I think going back to the slot and obviously they'll play, they'll have versatility in their office. They're going to line up on the outside, mix it up to keep defenses honest, but that's where he worked best out of in that would be 2020. So I think that's going to be a time for Darnell Mooney to still show that he can be an impactful receiver in this league. So uh, I think it's the, not the no brainer answer, but I just, even if chase Claypool, everything clicks, I don't know if I see him being the number two in, in all honesty. Yeah. So you're saying with that answer that you're still worried that we don't actually have one. Like we've got a one and then we've got a bunch of. Eh, Darnold all... Mooney's two. I'll say, yeah, no, Darnold Mooney's number two for me. Okay. I'm, I'm okay. good with saying that right now. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I, 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 I guess just the noise that I've heard around his injury has me concerned that we'll just have a, a one and then a bunch of whatever. Um, but let's, let's give, cause we, you know, people, I uh, got, I got, I got a couple of tweets coming at me. Now what you get to say about Chase Claypool, Carm, look, he was doing great stuff in London. He wasn't just doing a fashion show. He was actually out there giving back to kids, teaching football and promoting the game and doing exactly what you would like a professional athlete to do. So that was absolutely positively cool to see uh, with chase but just you know for the record here uh and he, he tweeted out unfortunately it doesn't fit the narrative it was a privilege to teach these kids the game of football and watch their love for the sport grow thank you to the chicago bears and the nfl for making it happen can't wait for next year um and then chase claypool representing the bears in the uk helping grow the game he retweeted where are the articles about this and so and then he's so he's pushing back unfortunately it doesn't fit the narrative hey man like, I, I, I like the fact that you look. Use what use what you use in life to motivate you. If if the narrative around Chase is bothering Chase, and he's going to use that to push himself to greater heights, that's that's awesome. Uh, my my narrative with Chase is, first of all, I think the guy's a good dude. I never have have thought that, like off the field, we've talked to him um, as a guy. Period that chase is nothing but likable. That's how, that's how he was last year with the bears. Um, but you also experienced a guy who, and, and listen, if you're highly productive and you're emotional in the moment, well, you know, there's a lot of those guys who have had success in the league and have learned to control their emotions throughout time better. Um, but have still been very productive. Chase wasn't productive last year with the bears. There's a lot of reasons for that. It's fine. Uh, but he did not have a good season once he got here, period, end of story. And 
you know, he got a little dinged up in minicamp, which doesn't have to be a big deal, but it is worth noting. And, you know, uh, we've got pictures of Darnell Mooney and Justin Fields doing that and, and, and Chase is, is doing other things. Um, but maybe, maybe he's working out a ton. I don't know. All I'm saying is, like, we are waiting to see it on the field with Claypool. And I think if any any level of skepticism that he can be the guy that they traded for is perfectly fair right now. I I, I don't see how you're not skeptical on on what Claypool's going to be. And I hope for those who are not and think that he's going to be great, I hope you're right. I hope he's great. I hope he's a, I, I I hope there's a huge argument at the end of the year between who was the true number two between Pool Claypool. And, and Mooney because they were both great. That'd be amazing. That would mean the Bears have won a lot of football games. But I have, we have not seen it, and I am skeptical if we are ever going to see it. Mark, that's like the best case scenario. Who's a bet? Who's a, the number two wide receiver after both these, you know, receivers? Hopefully, have productive seasons in Mooney and Claypool. But look, the longer we go without actual football being played, it, it go, let's go to even training camp there's still going to be skepticism because we're still not seeing Claypool being on the football field. Maybe if you post some workouts, things like that, it'll clear up some air, but yeah, it didn't, it, w- it didn't go well in his first season. He's been a little hurt. The the things of Detroit. So for now, I think, you know, whatever happens from now until training camp, it's going to be forgotten. If Chase Claypool's able to go out there week one and be productive against green Bay Packers, like it'll just be washed away. And then you hopefully see him continue doing that. But, yeah, I think this is the point of the season where there's not much happening. You have to, you know, think about everything that's, you know, not football related and see how it impacts a narrative like like Chase Claypool was saying. But I think once we come to training camp, he's healthy enough to be productive, go out there and make plays for Justin Fields. We're going to start to forget about these other little things as long as we're seeing production. Leroy Pinkston in the chat. Claypool will be our top receiver in touchdowns. Leroy, you reach out to me after the season, and if that happened, I will hook you up with some merch, um, as I did with Barasaurus Rex after a couple of uh, misconnections. But <laughs> I got my Barasaurus Rex. I finally got. I got my guy. Um, uh, I took Great a couple. Of, yeah, I had forgotten about it, and then we finally got it done, and he got his stuff. I assume never completely confirm that with me but that's okay no problem barasaurus rex i got you uh, apologize for the slight delay but you pinkston you come after me if that happens i i will bet that that's i, I will bet that uh, of the receivers uh, i'll take dj Moore on that on that one um all day damn it you know I th- okay not to like get too into the weeds about touchdowns here but i know dj the one the one like sad about dj Moore is that he actually isn't the most uh, effective at scoring touchdowns. I think that if I'm looking at that right, we can we can look it up on the fly right now. But I got you. Keep going of, with it. yeah. Go in terms of like how like he was again, this is in Carolina with about what six different quarterbacks. It seems like his his touchdowns are not. I mean, he's got 21 in his career, seven, four, 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 and two. Seven last year. He's trending mm-hmm. up. He's um, trending up. There you go. That, that's fine. I, I, I'm not. Listen, he's not a big body receiver. You can throw a lot of jump balls in the end zone to Claypool, and 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 maybe that'll be exactly how this goes. And 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 Pinkston will will be our victory, and and I'm I, I will be happy to hook him up. But 
listen, uh, he had nine touchdowns in, in, in 2020, then he had two in 21, and he had one in 22. I'll take DJ Moore. Um, yeah. You know, so I, I don't – it's – to what he could be, mm, that would be awesome. It's possible. Yeah. But uh, um, there we go. Look at my guy, Barasaurus Rex. I now getting confirmation that we did get the shirt. All right, that's what I'm talking about. See, Parasaurus is out there. That's my guy. Um, and again, it's on me. I was a little bit my, – my organization could have been a little better. That shirt should have come earlier. Um, <laughs> but he ended up getting two shirts because uh, upper management took care of him too. And then I was like, well, I can't be the guy that just dropped the ball. So I got to send Barasaurus another shirt out of the old karma pocket because I'm just, you know, I'm flowing in the dough over here. Just just absolutely crushing it. Um all right, we had. Let me. Are you ready for my? Oh yeah, my free agent here as we wrap up the show. Um, so this is your free agent that you liked initially as you're doing research. The more research you did, it kind of soured on you a little bit. But I'll let you explain. Right. So I was looking at you know, uh, start just you know starting my research today on what are we going to talk about? Yada yada. It's like who who's out there top. Uh, you know, top free agents. Let's see how they're ranking them. And and this guy was ranked number three. All right. DeAndre Hopkins was one. Dalvin Cook was two. I'm not going to name him right now. You have three cornerbacks, by the right, right after him. Isaiah Rogers, Marcus Peters, and Ronald Darby, which is just interesting to me. And then the guy that everybody's been talking about uh, to the Bears, which maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't, Yannick Ngakwe was seven. All right. So, eh, you know, sitting out there, th- th- listed third, um, and then I'm looking at quotes he's saying as far as like, you know, he's 30 years old, but like, you know, you got anything left in the tank and quote a lot. I'll show you. We'll see. There are a lot of guys that can't outdo me right now. I won't talk about it, even though he's talking about it right now. I don't like to toot my own horn. I just like to show up and show out. Um, I'm looking to bounce back this year. I'm not really about, I'm not really worried about no timetable or where I end up or how it goes. I just want to play the game I love. You want guys that love the game of football, right? Um, two years ago, he had nine sacks, all right? Nine sacks is cool. Now, last year, he only had two. And in his nine-year career, he's played one full season. So he's been banged up a lot. And in his last four seasons, he spent them with three different teams. Do you know what I'm talking about? Is it the guy I just put in the chat over here? The Yes, that's correct. Yes, okay. I am talking about Jadavion Clowney. Okay. So he had two sacks last year with the Browns. He complained about the coaching staff that he wasn't used right. He made eight million bucks last year. He's sitting out there. He's, you know, his best year, the nine sacks came when he was playing opposite Miles Garrett. The Bears don't have a Miles Garrett. So we, we can't expect some huge impact guy. Uh, but he's uh at least, I think, arguably, the the best player available that plays the edge position, unless you want to pick Ngakwe. And by the way, I, I don't. I'm not opposed to uh, both of them, and which would take away snaps from guys like I. You know, do do we want do we do do the Bears do the Bears want to? set up opportunities for Travis Gibson and Dominique Robinson um, along with Marcus Walker to get to the quarterback here because they want to see it. Or do they want to bring in a vet 
and try to win football games and see what they could squeeze out. I mean, that, that's got to be the biggest question. But Clowney, he's, I, 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 got, I was getting myself excited, then I got unexcited by the end of it because, you know, I'm, I don't know, two sacks last year. Um, he's, 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 you know, as I said earlier, he's complaining about the coaching staff. Um, that ain't great. And, you know, ultimately, like, yes, the Bears are trying to win football games this year, but, like, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure if it's worth tying up, uh, you know, a bunch of snaps for a guy who is obviously past his prime. So I'm, I'm a little iffy on it, but what, what, what's your thoughts on Jadavion Clowney? Yeah, I think if – let's say we're comparing Jadavion Clowney and Yannick Ngakwe, I think you're almost looking at – to how you would maybe even present a, a contract to one of these guys. It would be like maybe a one-year deal for Javon Clowney because of the age and because Yannick Ngakwe is what is 25, 26, you would almost do maybe a longer term deal with a guy like that who has his issues in itself. But I almost feel like at this point, without really looking into Javon Clowney, you're almost paying for the name as opposed to what he is capable of doing. And we just, like you said, he's only played one full season. Uh, since he's been drafted in the league and he can be a productive player, but are you going to get that? And I, I just don't know. Maybe you do get more of a better version of Davion Clowney because the bears are going to have a lot of heavy rotation of defensive linemen. So he's not have to be, he doesn't have to be out there all the time. But for me, I don't think the bears would go. If they were going to pick one of the two Clowney or Ngakwe, I think it would be Ngakwe. Um, But he does have his issues with, with stopping the run. And we all know that, but, he still can get to the quarterback like as as one of the best players that can actually get into the quarterback since he entered the league. I think he's tied for seventh among players since 2016 at in, in terms of sacks. So he's a guy that has a, a very niche role, but it's a, a role that the Bears currently don't have right now. A creative two-year deal for Ngakwe, you doing that? And let, let me throw this in there too. You, the, the Bears could look at this like – you know, one-year deals or even, you know, one with some money tied into next year that they can get out of. And if they're not in it at the deadline, then you're flipping these guys for later round picks, uh, a la Robert Quinn, get yourself a fourth round pick, you know, and next year's draft is, you know, any, any year is fine, but next year's draft is supposed to be an incredibly strong draft. I mean, why not? Why not use the money that you have right now to build assets that might gain you more assets down the road? If, 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 if literally that's the only thought. No, I mean, that's, that's a good point too, Mark. I think um, as you're looking to whatever they want to do, like I'm also seeing the name Marvin Ingram. What about Justin Houston? I know that was a guy that you brought up earlier too, on another show. Like I'd be, I'd be all right if they signed a, a veteran that is, well past his prime, but that can provide at least one year of pass rush where the Bears have two first-round draft picks next year. And if they want to go get their, their future pass rush, they can do that. But I'm I'm okay with the Bears going that route as well, like an Ingram, a Justin Houston, just to kind of have a little bit more of a – I don't know if stability is the right word or just a veteran presence who's done it before, but I'm okay with that option as well. Yeah, and, and rankings are rankings. I, I'm, I'm, you know, the Justin Houston thing. He's 34 years old, but he's been a productive player, which is why I've been throwing that out there. Plus the Kansas City connection, you, you know, you always make that with polls. But, 
Uh, we haven't seen a ton of that, but they're the Houston's ranked the 25th best free agent out there. Ingram is 27. And as I was going down this list, it's just interesting where former bears uh, end up. Michael Schofield is 35th. Robert Quinn, they rank at 38. I would put Quinn ahead of Schofield personally, but that's just interesting. You know, it's just kind of fun to look at. And then as you go down the road, the 49th best free agent out there is 28-year-old Al-Kadeen Muhammad. The 50th, the three in a row here, 50th is Byron Pringle. The 51st is Nikhil Harry. 55, DeAndre Houston Carson. I mean, just bear a, bear a plenty at the bottom of the free agent list, just underlining what the roster was last year. Yeah, those are guys that they had to try to, you know, almost win with. And now they're at the, you know, again, a list, but they're at the bottom end of this list of, of teams that obviously are, look, they haven't been signed for a reason. So, it, and, and again, the Bears are away from that. And now they're hopefully trying to get in a better direction with the talent that they currently have on the roster. Uh, real quick, I, I'm just a little, I'm, I'm a little miffed that, Carm, you had said you wanted to brand the segment. I thought, you know, it really rolled off the tongue what you wanted to call this. <laughs> uh, that's, you and know, you, what you happened? know. I, I had the yeah. graphic ready and everything. Uh, I, uh, so that what, that that what that, it, that is a bad job by me. I completely agree. Excellent underlining, and I believe what I wanted to name this um, was something along the lines of Carm's Holiday Free Agent Wish List Player of the Day. Was that it? Really, really <laughs> rolls that. off the tongue. It just looks good on a graphic. I think that's great branding. <laughs> I've never there, seen a branded segment in my life. Yeah, you know, I I thought that this was you know I, I you know I I'm going through my day and I'm like why can't we just do Carm's holiday free agent wish list free agent I'm going I'm I'm bringing back another one on Wednesday baby. Um, so I need to so, save that graphic. Okay, good to know. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Doug Van Dorn, you're funny. Carm had a clowny take. <laughs> Uh, that's good. Uh, are, are we playing this video or are we not playing this video? We are as not we, playing that video. It is a terrible video. We've got to save you a little embarrassment. You can put it on your own Twitter because I know you want to do that. Or the Bears Twitter. <laughs> Whatever. But no, I'm not playing that on the show. Also, possible rights issues with the fact that it's a Beatles song, and I don't think Sir mm. Paul would like me to play that. So oh, There you go. There you go. All right. I'll consider putting it out there. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I don't, I don't the upside on that. If, one's you're, not if very you're thinking strong. about it this much, Mark, I, I don't know if it's a the, the yeah, no, excellent, excellent underlining. Nick, I'm just going to send it to you so I can get somebody some humor out of this and you can not put that out there or else. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, Two dollar super chat from my guy, Leroy Pinkston on the way out of here. Carm for president. See, Um and uh, no, Gary Ross, I will not be sending you this video. <laughs> you you spent too much time on Twitter and every other social media thing for me to feel safe to get, move this around. Plus, you're very well connected. And next thing you know, um, somebody that I've never heard of will have it out there. And, and I'll be wondering if Ross moved it along. Um, but next time I see you, Gary, you can watch it on my phone, which I'm sure will be sooner than later. Because, damn it, the season's coming around. I don't know how many days it is, but uh, I feel like a tailgate any moment now. Hey, uh, for real, be safe out there tonight, tomorrow, 4th of July. Enjoy it, and we appreciate everybody that you are a true um, CHGO Bears diehard being with us today. So thank you so much. It's awesome to see everybody. Nick, any big plans tonight? You going over to Bragg's house? Uh, I am unfortunately not going to Bragg's house. Going to go visit the grandparents, and family will be there. So just a little cookout, but nothing too big planned. What about yourself? Uh, I don't know. I'm probably just ride well, my bike. 
Why don't you go to the office? Uh, Braggs is actually there right now. The uh, Blackhawks show is in studio today. That We're all remote except, unfortunately, the Blackhawks. There's a big prospect camp, so they're right down the street. So they said, let's just do the show there. And Braggs is like, sign me up. So uh, he's uh, currently producing White Sox, uh, remote. Blackhawks next. And then following that, he's got the Bulls. Uh, Braggs is killing it on that side of things. See that—that's the type of teammate you want. The uh, you know when yeah. you don't have the talent, at least you have the work ethic. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Look at the shirt I'm you're wearing. Kidding. How can you say that? Look at the shirt you're wearing. Show off that shirt. <laughs> yeah, brick by brick, baby. You know I'm joking. You talented. You you're a hard worker. You're an ideal teammate. We all love you. Uh, happy Fourth, everybody. I actually Nick's taking a couple of days off, so I'm back with Braggs on Wednesday. Uh, we may, we may have a special guest in studio. I'm not on, that's not entirely confirmed at this point, but uh, I'm working on it. So stay tuned, but either way, it's going to be a great show on, on Wednesday. Enjoy the fourth, everyone. Thank you for watching. CHGO Bears. We'll see you soon. Bye everyone. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.